Carolyn, I'll try to. So can we give the Lord a praise offering? Praise the Lord.
got a couple words for people out as we play. You ready? So Carol's going to minister to us. All right. Well, one thing on Finley, I, I, I started a company years ago called Finley Lander. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know Finley means uh, warrior. Warrior, battle hero. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, wow. She is a neat, awesome name. That's awesome. Yeah. Very nice. Um, all right, I want to do something tonight. I got woke up by the Holy Spirit this morning about this meeting, like at four o'clock. I'm like, Lord, why does that have to be so early? Does most of you do most of you have a cell phone in here? Uh -huh. Not me. Okay. Listen, if you don't have a what I want you to do is get out your cell phone. If you have one, I want you to take down my phone number. Um, I'm not trying to you know, no, the people. I told you no such thing as a possible like that. So I'm telling you that. So, eight, my phone number, I want you to take my phone number because I'm going to have you text me a response. Uh, because what we're going to do is... Can we put what your name? Uh, Carol, C-A-R-R-O-L-L. I'm wondering who you're going to text us. Last name? Uh, Moffitt, M-O-F-F-I-T-T. -T. Okay. Um, the second. All right. The second, yeah. Okay. So, this is what Holy Spirit wakes me up with this morning. He said uh, to me, so, because, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go in behind the veil tonight together, corporately. And I know we've been in some really, uh, we've been warming up in this, and then we're, we're going to see how the world wants to do this. But this is what he said. I'm going to give you ten uh, titles for... Um, messages that I have that I can speak to you. And I want, when I give them to you, I want you to select one of them and text me. Oh, wow. The number. And I'm a, so I'm going to say a number, then a title, and then another number, a title. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, which one should He speak on? Okay? Yeah, and if someone doesn't have a phone person aside, you give them your number. Okay? Mm -hmm. Are we good? Yeah. Everybody Just understand? Choosing it? Just choosing it? Yeah, you pick it. Okay. Holy <laughs> By the Spirit of the Lord, ask Holy, oh, ask okay. Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, what do you want Him to say? <laughs> I'm going to give you ten titles. Now, these titles are sort of parabolic, meaning that they're titles that came out of revelation with God behind the veil. The titles that I have, they're, they're breach titles, basically. It's going into a place, receiving revelation from God, coming back out of the environment with the Father. Uh, usually, most of them have been through great adversity and trials and hardship and beatings and all that stuff. Not literal beatings, just difficulty. So there's 10 of them. So I'm going to present uh, 10 titles, and then you give me a response. <laughs> oh wow, you got who who just sent me this, you guys are hilarious. I haven't even said the names yet and you're already sending me the number. This is hilarious. That's, oh, that's I already awesome. heard from the Holy Spirit. I know the number. I love this. Okay. Here they are. And I'll say them I'll say them slow and then we'll go through them again so you can hear them. Hear the Lord. Blank slate, number one. Number two, 
Diamond Eye. Di Diamond Eye. Diamond Eye. Number three, Black Hole. Uh oh. Number four. Number four, Takun Alam. Say that again. Takun Alam. It's Hebrew. Takun Alam. Number five, Final Frontier. Number six, Pop Advanced. Pop Advanced. Pop Advanced. Pop Advanced. Pop Advanced. Yeah. Number seven. Oh, that's wrong. Seven, Stars to Men. Amen. Stars to Men. Oh. Number eight, Sub Sub Librarian. Wait, did you skip seven or was Stars of Men seven? Seven was Stars of Men. Seven, okay. Number eight, Sub Sub Librarian. Number nine, A12 to Senior Crown. A12 to Senior Crown. And number ten, Thousand Fold. Some of you may have heard teaching on that, I don't know, but the Thousand Fold. All right, I'll go through them again. Number one is Blank Slate. Number two is Diamond Eye. Number three is Black Hole. Number four is Takun Alam. Number five is Final, Final Frontier. Number six is Pop Advance. Number seven, Stars to Men. Number eight, Sub Sub Librarian. Number nine, A12 to Senior Crown. Number ten, Thousand Fold. All right, they're coming in. We'll start the tabulations here. Oh my goodness. We have got to get in unity here. We're not the spirit. All right, let's not be bound. It's supposed to be off of preference. I put the number that I heard before you told me what Yeah, me too. Oh, you're the one that's 335? What was that Hebrew word? Tekun Olam. What number? It's four. 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 Number four is Tekun Olam. Literally, I've never done this before. The people have met with me. Now, this is brand new for me, so I was like, one of the things is we can hear from the Spirit of the Lord. I was hoping we'd all have the same number, but apparently we don't. <laughs> <laughs> what is the majority? I want everybody to get and vote when I voted to repent. I like those. Steve and John and I sat down at Sauceritas and talked this out before this meeting tonight. And Final Frontier. Was the decision that God had placed in my heart originally, anyways, and that we were all in agreement about it? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the three of us in there, because because uh, Final Frontier was, we needed to take an entry point tonight into Hebrews, and so we're going to go into Hebrews with Final Frontier, and. Um, and, and and literally, I just thank you, Jesus. And yes. Does it mean the rest of you don't hear from God? My final frontier was um, Takun Alam means the restoration of all things. Mm. All right, let's. The final frontier is what I heard. Okay, not good. the number, the word. Just awesome. So that's where we're going tonight. So we're gonna what we're gonna do is let's uh, let's jump into the text. Okay, because we're going to get into Hebrews. 
And what we've got to do, because this is what the Lord wants in this meeting, He wants to lay a foundation with you and how to advance into uh, the most holy place. That's my assignment tonight is to teach you the mechanism of faith and how you move into a realm and out of that realm and, and you minister within that dimension. Um, and so what I, what I want to start out doing is what we're going to do is we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 6. What this tells me is there's a foundation that's already laid in this room. That, that I'm among a people that have been walking with God. That you already have a history with God. And you uh, in that history that you have with the Father, there's some teaching points that you need tonight to help encourage you to press in beyond the veil. And I'm just so amazed at this because this is what we came in agreement with. And this is what the Father wants. This is what Holy Spirit wants. Is that... Because we had, I talked, we had talked about, because I want to jump to Hebrews nine with you. That's where I want to get, and with me and John and Steve, we were talking about Hebrews nine. And I said, you know, I've got a little bit of a issue because the Holy Spirit checks me. He said, don't go to Hebrews nine yet. He said, for this group, you got to, you got to back up. Then we talk about that. Yeah. And I know that you had had to leave, but John and I sat there and talked about. It. I said, you got to back up a little bit because we got to create a context. Because if, if you get a solid foundation right now, it'll encourage you to step out into the unknown with the Father. Uh, many of you, I, I think if, if I hear the Spirit of the Lord, I, many of you have made attempts into this area. However, it has challenged you. And for many people, and I think this happens to us, we, we step out in faith and man we get hurt out there and man we just back up and some people they'll sit 20 years in the church and they're watching somebody else do it and they'll cheer you on but the word saying all of us are called into this isn't some, some kind of special thing for um, the leadership of the church to do this yes we the leadership of the church are supposed to model Paul said what imitate me. We're supposed to model before God's people. This is how it looks. And we're supposed to encourage you. Come on now, we got to step out into a place that we can't reason and we can't emotionally understand. The Word never calls you to move in faith where you're intellectually going to get it. That's right. That's right. Or it's going to feed your emotions. He never does that. When the Word gives you faith, and it's a faith He gives you by His grace, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for by grace you are saved through faith. It's not a matter of your working this thing out. It's a gift that comes from the Father. Now, when the gift comes, you don't want to deny the gift of the Father because the gift is coming to you freely. You don't want to say, well, I'm going to check no on this thing. I want you to check yes. And I want you to be encouraged tonight to check yes when He tells you to do the unthinkable. And the thing that doesn't necessarily resonate emotionally. That's Hebrews 6. Now, since we have a foundation up to Hebrews 5, I'm not going to lay that foundation. I'm going to just go ahead and we're going to jump right into Hebrews 6. Okay? So let's, um, let's get into it. I also want to say this, and, and you're going to see this in the text. The Father 
is permitting this meeting because of the level of maturity here to hear this message. Because um, yeah. th some of these messages can't be heard by uh, by certain <coughs> groups of people. You yes, can't sure. have to be in Hebrews chapter one. Okay, so I'm just saying there's maturity enough here to hear this message. You're going to see this. So I'm going to use Amplified Classic. So if you if you're a Bible apper, what do you have now? New King James. All right, we're going to do King James. <laughs> we'll, we'll go with we'll go with what's the majority in the room because I don't want you to be confused. All right, because we want everybody to be blessed by this. Therefore, there's a therefore reason. Therefore, because something's happened before, there, here we go. We're leaving the discussion of elementary principles of Christ. Let us go on to perfection. Another way to say that is let us go on to maturity. It's time for us to grow up. We're not here to get milk fed, folks. This is a meat feeding session. All right, so get ready to, get ready to eat some meat because we're going to eat some meat tonight. And I would encourage you to take notes. Uh, because, and this is going to be recorded tonight, so you can listen to it again. I encourage you because we're going to get into some things. And what I encourage you to do is in your note taking is maybe if you hear something that strikes your interest by the Spirit of the Lord, like you highlight something, mark it, like say, the, put the word down. You don't have to get into like, uh, we're not into lectures here. This isn't a lecture, this is a Holy Ghost meeting. And so he's going to highlight things to your spirit, and it's going to connect the dots for you. You're going to connect some things tonight. You're going to be like, man, I've been asking that deal for a long time. I don't understand. So just, if you're a note taker, take notes on this. So he says, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of a faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. <clears throat> Listen to this. And this we will do if, if God permits. Uh, here's the thing. Lord, I just ask you tonight to take care of this meeting, take yes. care of my mouth, and have your way with us tonight. Yes, yes Lord. Lord. And thank you, Lord. And bless this. Bless everything is set, and may it feed our spirit and our soul. Mm -hmm. And may we know you, the true, that you are our Father, and that you love us, and that you delight in us. And we thank you, Jesus, for the blood. We thank you for the blood word of the cross, and we thank you for the blood applied at the mercy seat. And we thank you, Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord. Empower this meeting. And feed our spirits, Lord. And show us the way to walk. In your name, amen. If God permits. If God permits. Listen, um, people have an offense with this with God, but the Lord has an exclusionary clause here. He's not all inclusive here, folks. Now, now don't get offended with God. This is His word. God has made an exclusion. This isn't all inclusive. That's why for the Lord to put it in the number tonight, Final Frontier, He is basically saying to us tonight, I'm going to permit you to come into your revelation to challenge you, but I don't have to do that. 
Proverbs 25 2 says this It's the glory of God that can seal a ladder. That's right. It's the glory of a king. James. King James Version. <laughs> it's the King yes. James Version to search it out. No. I just planned on this. It's not going to be funny. Now to have that version there, you're going to hell. No, I'm going to hell. <laughs> 16, 11, 1611 version. Let's not be contentious. If God permits, the Lord has set an exclusion. He is saying, I don't have to let you into this teaching. I don't have to let you into this environment. And the Holy Spirit, this is the way I got to understand Him. He's like, checks you off in these six dimensional aspects that we're talking about here. Now, what I want you to do is, I want you to think about while I'm ministering to you, have I walked through that? Have I been this way heretofore? Remember, Josh, we have not been past this way heretofore. Mm-hmm. Have I been in this? And, and so let's just deal with these uh, six aspects, okay, for just a minute. So let me pull up my notes on this. From, all right. I'm so excited about teaching this tonight because it's such a big deal. All right, number one, have you been to the place where you knew that God saved you? Mm-hmm. Go back just for a minute. When the Lord justified you freely and He sovereignly chose you and saved you. Everybody in here, if you've had that experience, raise your hand. Okay. Because it's important. For you must be illuminated by God's Spirit where He comes to you, convicts you of sin. I remember I was white knuckled. I'm going to do my own thing. I don't know if y'all experience I'm going to do my own thing. No, God's going to control me. I control myself. I do what I want to. And then conviction comes, right? And repentance comes. Some of you were saved in little Methodist churches. Some of you in Baptist churches. Some of you saved at home. Some of you, I was saved at home on the floor. I, all I simply said to the Lord was, I'm done. Or I repent. I, I'm done. I'm done doing it my way. And the next day, literally, I went from death to life. I, I don't know what happened, but I love God's Word. And I wanted to spend every waking hour with Him. And I wanted to give things away. And that was not like me. Even my food. <laughs> and my money. And I was like, what has happened to me? I'm supposed to be holding on to my money, my food, myself. And I don't like God's Word. My dad's pastor. Pastor Carol, my mom, Tim. I grew up in the church. I would purposely hold my eyes open while he prayed. <laughs> I went to a Benny Oh, 
through. That's quite well. Right. Jesus have mercy on Have mercy. Mercy. And so, uh, that's old school. Here's the thing about it. It's like, no, no, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Right? I'm going to do what I want to. I mean, but you realize you're sort of really messing your life up that way. It's better to be controlled by an uncreated God who created you. Right. It's better to be controlled by an uncreated God who created you. That's right. It's way better. It's better to just say, Lord, yeah, you know, all right, you do it your way. I went to a, uh, a meeting where they were uh, waving a uh, jacket in the air. And if they, they waved it over one section of the, uh, this four I'll say, but they, they waved it over a section. There's thousands of people there on one section, and everybody goes out. And I'm like, that's a bunch of bull right there. <laughs> I was like, and then it comes over the middle way, and it, it throws a jacket, and everybody's, Phew! and I was like, no. I was like, sympathy droppers. I, I heard a, a preacher recently, it was so funny, because he's talking about the lullaby, <laughs> about how people pray for people in the spirit, and they do the lullaby right. And I thought that was hilarious, and then the snap, nap, or the, the, the neck snap, and they go flying backwards, because they push on so hard. You know, we all have to help Holy Spirit out. <laughs> but I'm sitting there, I'm like 14 or 15, I'm, and I was like... <laughs> that naturally. That naturally. I got it. Naturally. Because, Dad, no, we didn't want to go running up the side of walls and stuff. I, I really thought I was going to walk up the side of a wall in the church and the Holy Spirit came on me. Well, I guess that's what happened. You know. But I put my foot down. And I kid you not, there goes the thing, and there I go flying backwards. And I was like, God, that I do not know, and this is messing with me because I put everything I had into that thing. God, God brings us to repentance. You didn't choose Him, He chose you. Like it or not, God chose you. He, he made the decisions. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank, I mean, can we all say thank you, Lord? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because, what if we didn't know and we were just going on in our life and repentance hadn't come? That school, that first school, or that first, the doctrine that he's talking about here, the repentance from dead words. Now listen now, now listen to this, because right after that you got put in a local church somewhere more than likely. You got to run the community of saints and people started coming up to you and they told you, well man, you... you I don't look right, and you can't dress that way. Mm -hmm. Or you got to quit doing that to be right with God. And uh, you got Zion, and then they took you right back to Sinai. <laughs> you were walking in the Spirit because the Lord had saved you, and He's talking to you, and everybody else told you, you got to start doing something different. Yeah. And if you want to get the approval of the Father, your shorts are too short. Or your hair's too long, or your beard's too much, or you you didn't walk a certain way, you didn't do a certain thing right, and all this legal thing comes in. Galatian, Paul talks about it. He said, you know, you old foolish Galatian who bewitched you. Well, a bunch of people in the church did. I thought that was where I was supposed to go to get help. I'm not saying we shouldn't go to church, you know, be among God's people, but something happened right after that, and that honeymoon thing starts to wear off. And now it's like, what's this about? Anybody else had this happen? Yes. yes. 
and something in yourself feels stifled. Yeah. Start shutting down. Start closing down. You're like, what happened to the passion that was burning when I just did stuff and whatever? And I'm like mesmerized by this maker God who loves me. And then you realize something's wrong. And the word's like, this is what he means when he says, we've got to go on from repentance from dead words. He's saying we got to go on beyond that. And listen, there's so many people trapped in this. They're still measuring each other based on what did he wear a suit. Well, I mean, so I mean, so many different things. Yes. How could you do that? And you're sitting there like, oh man, I don't want anybody to know what's going on with me. Because if you knew what was going on with me, you know how I just talked and what I just said and all this stuff. And then you're you get closed in, I'm more and more isolated. And the word's like, listen, repent of that. Repent of walking around measuring yourself among yourselves. Second Corinthians chapter 10, those that compare themselves among themselves are what? Not wise. Quit making a comparison. You're a unique, peculiar thing. You are peculiar. I don't want to look like you, and I want you to look like me. I don't want you to act like me. I want you to be you. And so you find out that everything's trying to get you not to be who God is in you. He's trying to stifle you and shut you down. He says, repent of that and let's move on. Like I said, there's a whole generation stuck in that right now. They're trapped. They're trapped. They haven't even got through, number one. Repent from dead works. Okay, well, then came the faith movement. I'm trying to resist saying any preachers' names and pastors and movements because it's improper. But I want you to think about this. I mean, how the Holy Spirit give me wisdom here. Um, if I was looking at a fire and it was down there where uh, Mr. Sprouse is, and the fire, Mr. Sprouse is lit with fire. Oh, now I'm just saying something from the Lord. But he's on fire. But I'm standing here. Now, faith towards God is, God is in Mr. Sprouse. But when I look at the ray of light, that beam of light will form and come back towards me, and I look at that beam of light. Mm-hmm. What we do, and what we do then, is we partition off light and we teach about it, or we receive revelation about light. But it's not the flame that's burning down there; a uh, radiation of light that's come from the flame. You ever looked at yeah. like a fire in the distance? It creates a, a beam. When God says we must move on beyond a faith towards God, what he's in effect saying is we don't want to be seeing the light, the flame of light from a distance. We want the flame right here. So faith towards God is towards God, but it's not faith in God. We don't see God somewhere way out there. God's right here. That's exactly right. It's Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. My God, we're talking about a future affair. Not, I was saved. I was saved yonder year, but I have no current movement of the Holy Spirit right now. That's a faith towards God. 
It talks about what happened back then and what's going to happen out there, but it's not living in a present reality. We're not talking about, hey, 14 years ago, you know how God moved? Or he's going to move. No, God is moving. That's right. Right now. The flame is here. Faith towards God. You got to move on beyond that. You can't talk about, he said, while it is called what? Today. Don't harden your hearts. We've got to get into this thing. Like I'm not thinking about some kind of future event or a past. Why? Because shame is related to the future and guilt is related to the past. You've got to get into the now movement of God. and You've got to have this transition happen in your life with faith. So people say, well, you don't, you don't have enough faith. You can't have faith in faith. It's, it's, a, it's seeing Him present. Jesus says, repent and believe the gospel. The kingdom of God is right here. He doesn't say, like one day, things going to work out for you. He says it's now. Okay, he doesn't say like future tense, and he doesn't say think about this. He said you need to come into repentance now and believe that I am right here in this meeting right now. God is here. That's right. That's number two. Remember, we got to get through number six to get God permit us to go into what I'm wanting to actually get into tonight. Hey, God started. Number three. What is it? Doctrine of Baptism. Doctrine of Baptism. Mm -hmm. All right. Jesus, uh, sanctification. So now that I'm in the flame and I'm starting to see God at work right around me all the time, do y'all remember when your eyes got up into the realm of the Spirit? Do you remember? Do you remember when you're like, What's that car tag? How did that car tag relate to what's going on in my life? <laughs> Why did that bird just sing the song that God is talking right. about? <coughs> Why did that person just say what he just said to me? I, I, and you start connecting the dots, right? Yes. Hebrews 11 says, mm-hmm. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. But let me give you a better uh, rendition of the Greek. Faith is a title deed hoped for. The objective proof of an unseen reality. Listen, you have to have objective proof of an unseen reality before you'll ever believe it. It can't be subjective to you. So we're getting into this thing of sanctification now and repentance and washing. Why? Because I'm going through a washing. We're going through a washing and renewing of our minds. We're putting on Christ. We're now... Our minds are, and our spirit, man, is starting to illuminate things, and we're starting to see things all around us. They're like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. What's that chicken leg got to do with that frog's toes? <laughs> is it just me? You know, and you're like connected. So you tell one of your friends, you're like, oh, man. <laughs> you're crazy. You're certified insane. You're like, oh, it was the Lord. I saw him in the chicken. I saw him walking in it. He's bouncing across the floor, and then I read this text, and the thing crowed, and and then it was Jesus. He was telling me I was, like, not doing what I was supposed to do because I was betraying him like Peter, and there was a little girl, and there was a fire. You know what I'm saying? Anybody ever had these experiences? Something starts to illuminate, and the veil comes off your mind, and your spirit man starts to say, it starts connecting dots. And all of you in here, I bet you have these amazing stories like that. I'd love to hear them sometime, but you've picked up 
objective proofs of an unseen reality, and you said, that's the Father. And then you're like, my mind's being regenerated by the Holy Spirit. Oh, and uh, it's like you got your head above water. Yep. You know what's happening? You've been washed in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you're being sanctified. You're, that old nature has been cleansed and washed by the Word. And you're starting to see the Scripture and how it applies to everyday situations. And you're connecting the Scriptures and you're connecting it to real life. And you're starting to see God and you're getting objective proof. When you go through this purification, you have to learn how to see what the Father is doing by an objective proof, connect them together, and step out and move out on it. That's the purification of water. Everybody okay? That's number three. Now that, for the Lord, that right there is called the basic school. Now there are, there are three schools that the way he taught me, there are three schools. We just finished basic Christianity. This is your primary school. Now it's time to go to middle school. Middle school. Number four, the laying on of hands. Remember this training? Impartation. Right? Yes. Remember, heal the sick. Lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Right? Raise the dead. Cast out devils. Right? Something's moving through my hand. The Word told me to go lay hands on it. What just happened? I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff I'm sure you have to, or I want to be talking to you, right? You went through a whole impartation training. You went and laid hands on people and they got healed. Or you went and prayed for somebody and, or counseled somebody and you saw a movement of the Spirit in the, the laying on of hands. I, I tell you, years ago, I thought the impartation move was the, the last great the last great thing that would happen in the body of Christ. I'm like, we, man, this is really cool. We can like lay hands on people and they get like wrecked. And that is really cool. And you know, when power comes through, you're like, that is amazing. You're in middle school. You're in, you're in intermediate training. When you can lay hands on and have, see people healed and their lives shifted or someone saved or your family member transformed or, or not just impartation by hands but impartation by words. Mm-hmm. You know how to transmit the DNA of heaven through your mouth and you learn the power of your words. Anybody went through that training? Yeah. I bet you everybody yeah. in here almost has went through that training. How to transmit verbally, how to mm-hmm. sow into the spirit realm and say those things which are not as though they are, right? right. Impartation. Right. Laying on of hands and impartation with words. Oh man, we're about to get into something now. Number five, resurrection. High school. No, we're still in we're uh, still middle school. Middle. Yeah. We haven't got to high school yet. We're in uh, we're in middle school, and now you're gonna see the dead brought back to life. When you when you lead somebody to Christ. People pass from death to life. Have you ever watched it when it happens? You watch their eyes change? Oh, I always cry. I can't stand it. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Oh. I just get her heart to you. And I, I, I watched my, my wife, Kara, I watched her 77-year-old grandfather whose son threatened to kill him, shaking all over. I don't know what to do. 
and I just got back from evangelism explosion training. And I was like, I'm on fire. And I went in there and I tried to run the things on him. And he's like, kind of looks at me. I said, okay, can we just pray? He said, yeah, God, this is bad. The Lord brought him to the end of his self at 77. Amen. And I said, you want to do this? He's like, I want to do it. I'm giving everything to him. That's right. And fear and death was in his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, oh, oh, glory was in his eyes. I saw new eyes. He said, he really is real. He's real. You know. He's real. I got to see it too. And I won't do too many testimonies, but I was on the back of a plane coming out of India. And we were, this lady was sitting between me and another guy. We're in coach class, of course. Um, and, uh, she gets up and leaves a seat because she's a Hindu or a, yeah Hindu. She goes up to the, she goes up to first class and taps out a Sikh up there. Their morals are so good that the Sikh decides to leave first class and come back to coach class and sit with two men because their morals are so good that a woman won't be found sitting between two men. Godly morality, but don't know him. She goes to the front, he comes to the back, and I'm reading N.T. Wright on Paul. And he's looking over my shoulder, I'm highlighting the gospel. And he's got the turban on and everything. And I'm like, oh, get him, get him, get him, Lord. So I'm like highlighting, and he's like, uh, um, taps me, hey, my name is Rudy. Uh, can I read that when you're done? And I said, sure. Then he looks at me a little while later as he's ready, he said, I say that there are many ways to God. And I said, no, sir, there are not. There's only one way to the Father, and His name is Jesus Christ. That wall went up like, wham, I felt it. No, I hate it when you guys say that. And I mean, that thing just went up, you know, hard. And I said, oh, Lord, how do you breathe this thing? I'm going to get through to Him. He's 67 years old. I said, I'll tell you something. I said, how's it going with your wife? He said, not so good. <laughs> you mad at her every day? Pretty much. The kids listening? Are the kids listening to you? No. I want to get everything right so I'll have a good family. I just want to be right so I can have a good family. I said, how far have you got? I've done everything that my religion, Hindu religion, tells me to do. I cannot get this relationship with my wife right and my kids right. I said, sir, in all religions except Christianity, which is not a religion, I said, y'all got to climb a mountain to just get one of those guys to approve of you that don't even exist. I was like, our guy came down. And he reaches out a hand and says, I'll take you like you are. That's right. And I will. I said, the difference in Christianity and your religions is he literally comes inside and takes over and liberates you and sets you free. And, and Rudy's like, wow. And I said, can I pray for you? And he said, yeah. And I, I put my hand on him and the lightning bolt, I, like not literally, but fire hit the top of my head, run through my body. And he goes, Pah! He said this, Jesus is the only way to the Father. And the dove came down. The tears pouring out of Rudy's eyes. 
pouring out his eyes, he said, I found the one I sought for my whole life. God converted him on the spot. He didn't give a sinner's prayer and do all these things. He confessed the Lord. Amen. It came out of his mouth because God demonstrated his power that he loved Rudy and had drawn him back there. That's right. Because he had given up a seat to a lady. Listen, he showed more humility than a lot of believers do. Yeah, right. And moralistic humility. You know, this is amazing to me. Resurrection. Resurrection power. I remember our cat said this. He said it'll be the most contested, most problematic thing in the end time for people to really believe, not doctrinally, but to walk in it. He said to walk in resurrection life. Listen, means that. Listen to this about Jesus. He said he had the oil of what? Above what? All his fellows. Jesus wasn't mad nor sad. He was glad. Madness and sadness are not Christian values. I I don't mean that you might not go through hard times and things, but but gladness is the mark of a believer. It's a glad and happy heart. It's glad. You know why? Because when you believe in resurrection power, you can't help but be glad. That's right. That's right. Okay. Resurrection, right? And there's so much to be said about this. And uh, I can't say it all tonight. And I'm not meant to. We're just getting little touchstones on this. Number six, end times teaching. Eschatology is the fancy theological term for number six. It's studies of the end times. It's, there's coming a king who's coming back. He's going to rule and govern the earth. The Lord will take you through eschatological teaching. Why? Because he wants you to have both urgency for his coming and intimacy. Urgency and intimacy are the two hallmarks. Urgency, even so, what? Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Oh, come, Lord Jesus. The Lord's not going to permit us into what? we're supposed to get into tonight if there's not an even calm word I'll give you I want you to have the right to rule and govern my life and have everything it's embracing the sovereignty of God in full rights you have every right to me and every longing in my heart is yours that's eschatology I don't we don't have another what king Henry we don't have another one you can't have another divided loyalty. Number six, eschatology is about this. My loyalty is not divided from my king. That means nothing. That means family members. That means friends. That means relationships. That means houses, lands, whatever. He, he wants it all. He's not going to have a divided heart. He wants a Davidic one. He wants a Davidic heart like David. Given over to him. Passionate poetry, you know, uh, passion for him, passion for Jesus. And there's some great, there's one great movement I'm thinking about right now, Kansas City, that has taught this consecration 24 mm-hmm. 7. The rite of passage, I'm giving over to him. Night and day, I worship you. Passion for Jesus. I want you, Lord, I want you more than anything. The Holy Spirit, the Father, will not permit us to go into what? The context by which I lay tonight, unless these are present. Now, you want to go on with the text? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get into some stuff then. You know, (laughs) well, 
So I'm just I'm speaking the unspoken. There you go. Because part of us, part of us, you go into the unknown, and it's like, uh-oh, what are we doing here? So anyway, yes. Uh, what is the final frontier? This is the advanced school. The final frontier is the glorification of man. The blood, the blood has paid for us to be transformed into glorified humanity. Listen, the dark side is using technology. There's a movie that just came out last week. I believe it's called Endgame. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I had someone come and talk to me about it. And I said, what was the end game? He said it all boils down to Iron Man. What? It all boiled down to Iron Man is what he said. And I said, well, it all boils down to Iron Man because, because what is it about Iron Man that sets him apart? He's a technological marvel as one individual person. And the Antichrist system will be the exact same way. But there is a technology of heaven that you and I are meant to be clothed in and cloaked in. There's stealth technology in heaven. There's there's a garment of praise for the Spirit in heaven. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes. There's a crown of beauty for ashes. Yes. There's an oil of gladness when I'm down. There's a there is a there is a stealth technology that we are clothed in and cloaked in that can transmit the word is going to take humans he paid for this and purchased it the final frontier is to go where only well let's just say the one has gone before he's sitting seated on the throne right now present tense right now glorified man I believe Enoch's probably yes with that path also okay Elijah is caught up in a chariot. We've got some testimony in Scripture that we know about of some that have been caught up and didn't see death. Mm-hmm. There is a generation that is not going to see death. That's the final frontier. Now, the question is, how are we going to get there? And that's what the rest of Hebrews 6 is really about. It's the path. It's the advanced school. Um... Now, what does he do here? He says, hey, this is really important. He says, it's impossible for those who have been enlightened and taste the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit that taste the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. If they fall away to renew them again to repent since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put Him in open shame. Let me say this as a warning. What we're about to enter into the writer of Hebrews presents a warning right off the bat when he says, if God permits, the Father permits you to get into this, that you turn your back on Him after you've been enlightened to this revelation. I mean, it would be better for you to leave this room. If you think, hey, I'm just going to do my own thing after this. Don't do it. It's dangerous. He says it here. Hey, don't play around with God. This is serious business. And he's put an exclusion clause in there for a reason. Because this is da- this is dangerous material that I'm handing you tonight. I, I had a, a, a friend of mine out in Kansas City. He, he shared this with me. And I, and I am going to permit you, if you want to leave this room, you're welcome to. But he told me, he says, Carol, you got to be careful who you give throne room revelation to because you paint a bullseye on their back. 
Now, I want to tell you that, and you're welcome to leave. Nobody will be offended. But the information you're about to receive will make you a target. I, I want to tell you, and I've watched it, and I told the word I want, I've re- tried to be real careful with my teaching and stuff because this is dangerous. This is dangerous stuff because you can't play with this. You can't fiddle around with this. You've got to take this serious uh, because don't be a partaker of the heavenly ghost. Taste the good word of God. Eat from the Holy Spirit. Get involved in this and fall away. Do you know what that's called when that happens? Apostasy. Mm-hmm. There are people. I've only had God speak to me about one person and he called him an apostate. And it, I cried and cried and cried and wept over their soul because they had tasted many of these things and they literally turned from the Lord and went into full-blown adultery. This is not, this is not, this is not a game. And I, I say that with, I hope you, you hear me on this. This is not something to play around with. This is God's Word. And uh, I, I take it serious. I hope you do and I believe you do. Now, after he gives that, he says, hey, don't put the Son of God into open shame. Don't mess with God on this. We all have to give an account one day. It's coming real fast. We're going to stand before Him. We're going to stand right there before Him. And uh, he's, he's going to look at us and review us. And just do this. Just plead the blood. When you enter into a plea, just say, I plead the blood. Just, I just... I plead the blood, right? All right. He goes on, he says, For the earth which drinks in the rain and often comes upon it and bears herbs useful for those by whom it is cultivated receives blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and briars, it is rejected and near to be cursed, whose end is to be burned. Again, the word is using, this. the writer of Hebrews, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is using a metaphoric language here to talk about this. He's saying God has a way of blessing and He received blessing, but the way He deals with uh, thorns and briars, uh, He burns them up. Um, and so God is going to bring things into burning. And uh, when He starts to work with you in this new dimension, He, he, he starts to uh, basically uh, plow the ground of your soul and take out the things that aren't you know, right with him, he's going to throw them into fire. They're, they're, you know, gold and silver, right? Purification. You're going to go through a purification process with this. Beloved, though, look, he says this, I, we are confident that better things concerning you, yes, things that accompany salvation, though we have spoken in this matter. He's, he's saying, I want to encourage you. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love. What's implied here? work and labor of love. What's implied here is that the people that are walking in this are in some form of ministry and use it, their life is being used by the Lord to help others and bless others. You already know this because you can't get through this without already serving in the body of Christ in some capacity. The Lord wants you to know that He hasn't forgot your work and labor of love because you're already in the labor of God. You're working in His vineyard. If you're moving on with God, you, you can't get beyond it. You're going to be That's doing right. something for the Lord. Right. And, and, and He said that you've shown towards His name and that you have ministered to the saints and you're presently ministering. You're in ministry. 
He said, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those through faith and patience inherit the promises. Um, you can get lazy with God and His work and just you know say, hey, I'm unplugging. Anybody here, like you've been in ministry, you've been doing things, most of you, and then you're just like, you know what, I, I, I've had about all I can take. <laughs> what are you laughing at, John? Oh, I said one thing. Yeah, go ahead. So, and uh, the Lord occurred me, and I don't want to interrupt Carol. I don't want to throw the meeting because I want to say when Carol was talking about the importance of this, and I've seen this a few times, but I saw the line of the tribe of Judah step into the room. And he was literally burning with his fire and shaking it out. And and so I just want to encourage you tonight that not the Lamb of God, but the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And he is two in one. He's all things. But the Lion of the tribe of Judah, when Carol went into the third part of this, the, 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 the heavenly man part of it, that he stepped into the room. Okay. Yes, we will. Thank you, Lord. So he goes on. He says, "Hey, um, he says, look, I don't want you to get sluggish. You're imitate those by faith and patience, and inherit the promises. Because listen, weos. Everybody know when I say weos, what that means? It's a Greek word for mature sonship. It means maturity. Weos sonship happens through these six dimensions." What's happening here is you're stepping into airship. You're moving from sonship into airship or what Paul called a joint air. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what I'm getting into is there is sonship, airship, and throneship. Sonship, airship, throneship. The section we're in right now is the beginning of what it means to be joint air with Christ. There's no competition in joint airship. Sons don't compete in airship. They're not fighting for turf and fighting over things and saying, that baby's mine. And the other one's like, no, that baby's mine. He's like, let's cut the baby in half. You don't have that happening. You don't have that happening in airship. It's, there's no turf war at all. You're going to learn to give everything away. You're going to learn this in airship. You're going to learn to start give. You're going to give. You're going, to, you're going to learn the principles of sowing and reaping. Now, when God made a promise to Abraham because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply you. There are two provisions given to you in your inheritance, land and seed. Seed? Seed. God promises you, and it's in every single one of you, you have a desire to expand in the land dimension, and you have a desire to expand in the seed dimension. God put it in you when he created you and made you. Something's missing when you're not expanding, right? Now this land, there's a heavenly land, and there's a natural land. There is a heavenly seed and offspring, and there's a natural seed and offspring. So it's both and, it's not either or, or it may be, no, it's both and, it's not either or. And, and you may receive adopted children. You may be receive people into the body of Christ, but they're natural. But there is this natural work and there's this spiritual work that happens in our life. God made you this way because Abraham, our father, was like this. 
He said, you'll be blessed. And he said, I'm going to multiply you with land and seed. Any of you went through this journey with God where God told you he's going to give you a piece of land? Mm -hmm. Deal? Jenny? Steve? Said that these are your mountains. Tom, you mentioned this tonight. He told me that I was a mountain person, not a beach person. Okay, so you're a mountain person, not a beach person. That's a blessing. So you <laughs> as a mountain man sit beside you there. But he what he he uh, made this promise. And some of you he said, I'm gonna give you souls for your labor. Yeah. Didn't he, John? Yes, it is. Right, Steve? Yep. Yeah. Some of you said, Yeah, I'm gonna give you a thousand. Some of you, I'm gonna give you ten thousand, I'm gonna give you a million. You're gonna reach a million souls for me. Whatever. You're gonna have eighteen kids. I don't know. I have not prophesied on that over anybody. I have six, and I wouldn't. <laughs> but some of you are going to raise up orphans. Some of you, God told you, yes. didn't. He told you. Yes. He said you're going to have an orphanage, or but better than that, you're going to adopt them and name them your name. I'm going to put because I have a desire to expand seed and land inside of you. Every single one of us on the side of my voice has this desire, because God put it there. And something's missing if you don't step into that in your life. Now listen, the reason why this is so important tonight is I don't want to come up short on what God has said for my life. Right. I don't want you to come up short and you don't want you to come up short and you don't want your friends and family to come up short. We don't want to just sit there and say, well, man, I just, you know, that's just the way life is. You know, like James, like, you know, with your transfer you got to make this transfer however the Holy Spirit leads you. But if you don't, if you just take that and just say, oh, whatever. That guy don't know what he's talking about. And that may be true, but take the word on it. Don't believe anything I say if it ain't in the Bible. But, you know, you got to go in and uh, war for what God is, you know, saying. I don't, I, I don't mean like war and striving. I mean like, I'll take your word, Lord, and I'll praise you for it. I'll worship you for it. I will pray it into existence, and I will speak it until I see it. I will not be sluggish in my Christian walk. I'm not going to back off. I'm going to keep pressing in. Somebody beats you. Somebody tells you whatever. said. You're never going to mount to anything. You're never going to be anything. You see what your mom and daddy, some people in here, told you things about yourself that wasn't from the word of the Lord. And never be anything. You'll never mount to anything. <coughs> and it's, no, it's not what my father says. Because I got land and seed in me. And if it doesn't come out, I'm frustrated. The Lord knows that. That's right. You're meant to be frustrated to say, I'm going to get what he wants for me. And that's what he's saying here. He's saying, hey, I'm swearing by myself. If you will trust in me, I'll give you land and seed. I'll give it to you. Um, he said, I, surely I'll bless you. Surely I'll multiply you. And so after he patiently endured, um, he obtained the promise. Now, on the t obtaining the promise, it says this in Romans, I think, 4.18. It says, Abraham hoped beyond hope. And I, I studied it in the Greek, and it means that Abraham quit setting the direct object of his hope in Sarah's womb and set his direct object in God. And as soon as he did, it transmitted, and Sarah's womb was impregnated. 
Now the training that you're coming into in advanced school is to get your eyes off of the thing that God has promised you and get you onto Himself. That's right. That's right. So this advanced Final Frontier training, what it's about is I'm going to have to keep moving in a dimension with God through the veil where my eyes are lifted off of my circumstance, my positional status, my problem that I've, I've got my eyes on, and even my promise, and they got to get fixed on the man Jesus. Right. Yeah. When it happens, you will always see him come in. You will bring heaven to earth. This is what Steve and John have been. I, I, that's how you transmit heaven to earth. This what we're dealing with is in the quantum realm of physics. Now, i just share with you just a little bit here. In the quantum realm of physics, they figured this out, that if you look at a particle, it will not move. But if somehow you can take your eyes off that particle, it will form a wave. You cannot have movement if you focus on the particle, the person, the problem, the position. You have to get your eyes on Him. And our soul, because of its fallenness, and these sanctification it doesn't have a necessary propensity to look at him it wants to look at the, per, the problem the particle the position the person right. instead of him Amen. and so the Lord runs you through this advanced school training and will have you step out into that dimension and trust him in it so that he sanctifies you through that process so that you don't see anything like that anymore and so when the word of the word comes, you all you see is him, and you get a transfer from heaven to earth. Well, I've been in this for a while, and it's whew, uh, it's a. Uh, I just give a story, a couple. I got a bunch of them, but I won't give all of them. Sunday morning, uh, I'm pastor. I'm not. I'm not pastoring right now in the same way. Um, and the word says, uh, "We take the offering today, give the whole thing away." Now. I don't have another job. It's my own vocation, and I have six kids and a wife. <laughs> I have a wife who is a, who is a mother bear who's going to feed them babies or kill me. And you don't mess with a woman's groceries or her clothing or her shoes. Or her shoes. <laughs> Or her, her blink. You don't do that. And uh, I'm like, oh, Lord, no. Give the whole thing away. I was like, we are, we're, we, our refrigerator's empty. You know, the, I don't know if y'all have this experience, but it's like, we go buy all the groceries three days later. You're like, where did your thing go? They're just cleaning the thing out. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. What do I do now? And so I'm completely in this thing, and, and I'm being tested by the Lord because he said, you got to pass a good shepherd qualification. And, and uh, I didn't know there was a good shepherd qualification. Like, you know, because there was a hireling and there's a good shepherd, right? He's got, you got to pass a good shepherd qual. And um, that's, anyways, that's a long story, but I, I was ready to resign. I didn't know I was about to receive a good shepherd qualification. But anyways, I'm, I'm sitting there, and it, uh, we take this big offering, $275. I'm like, <laughs> you know, $275. Why don't you people give? Don't y'all know? You're hurting yourself. And that's a whole nother teaching. 
But I'm serious. Is what I started to learn in this dimension of faith with finance. This is beautiful. But he's like, give the whole thing away. So I'm like, all right. I, I said, Kara, what, what do you think the Lord wants us to do an offering this morning? And, uh, you know, I have to go on it no matter what, really, because I've heard from God. And I'm going to get slapped. So, <laughs> no, she won't slap me. But, you know, well, you know, there's test of faith. You know, when you're being put into a pressure point with a relationship and, and it involves people you love, this is serious. Yes, it is. You know, I don't have any other money. I have nothing Sorry. to feed my family. So I give, I, I, I agree, and we'll give the $275 away. Now, I've been learning 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. Now, that's a whole other teaching, but I learned it like this, where it's like, for every $2 you, for every $1 you give in the 30-fold, you get two, two back. In the 60-fold, for every dollar you give, you get five back. And in the 100-fold, for every dollar you get, you get nine back. I tracked it all, folks, and it is accurate. I tracked it with business guys. What did you say on the hundredfold? A hundredfold for every dollar you give, you get nine back. Oh, nice. I tracked it. I watched it. I run the numbers, and I run it. I run two complete exhausted things on two businesses, and watch two businessmen go to a million dollars off giving out of nothing. And we we ran all the things and run all this stuff, and I watched giving. I watched it. I watched it, and I run numbers. Now it is a whole other teaching, but it it involves this principle in Hebrews six. Because he's talking about sowing and reaping. And so, mind you, let me just say this. It has to be good ground. That's a whole other teaching too. But Al Huffton has a book on it. I believe that's his name. It's called The Purified Author. Um, I would read it if I was you. Especially if you deal with anything in the realm of finance. And I think everybody in here does. Purified Author is the name of the book. All right. Author. A-L-T-A-R. Okay, now... 275, right? Back to the story. I've got this thing in my head. If I give one dollar away, I get nine back. And sometimes he'd say, give everything away. So so I so I did it. Someone comes up to me and said, Lord told me to give you this gold. And I said, gold coins. And I'm like, am I in the mob or <laughs> like, am I a pastor or am I in the mafia? And <laughs> Because I've never been in doing gold exchanges and stuff. <laughs> so he's like, take these coins. I, the Lord told me to give them to you. So I go over to Fletcher, and I go to the coin guy, and I said, I got these coins. I need some money. And I lay them out there, and he said, I, the best I can give you is like $1,863, but I can't buy all your gold. He said, there's too much there. I was like, that's good. <laughs> so I go to downtown Asheville. I said, is there another gold guy? He said, go to downtown Asheville. There's a gold coin guy up there. He'll, he'll probably buy the rest of it off of me. So I go up there, and I I, uh, I meet the guy, and I said, this is what I have. And he said, um, you know, runs calculator. He said, this is what I can give you. I put both the receipts together, added them up. There was cents on this, too. Do you know what the amount was? No. Because for every dollar you give, you get nine back, so it's it's a hundredfold, so it's basically ten times the amount. Because I gave two seventy five. Two seventy five oh. Two seventy five oh to the penny. I got a lot of stories like this. So I'm like yeah, yeah. I paid the school tuition and got some groceries. Told my wife, like, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. 
because I mean, I'm going to beat up and because you're hurting my babies and they, you know, Obedience. don't do that to me. And I'm like, oh, Obedience. I'm just giving you an example of what this final frontier is about. It was it required everything. Do you know what the guy got that gave me the gold coins? He got $27,500. Exactly. From what? He got an IRS tax write-off. He gets a letter in the mail that he owed the IRS all this money. They write him back and say they wrote off $27,500. IRS don't give up money. But who's in control of the IRS? Oh, well, that one. He's sovereign, guys. He's in control of the IRS. He's in control of the FBI. He's in control of everything. So I was, like, scratching my head. And, you know, I could tell you probably 100 stories like that. That's just one. I just selected one. But it's, this is what this is what we're getting into here, and it doesn't just have to involve finance. It can involve forgiveness, because we give and we forgive. Someone's going. You probably, if you've been in this, you've been betrayed, or you've been rejected. But some of you've been betrayed. Some of you've been like doubly betrayed. I mean by someone who's been like your closest friend who basically has been lying to you the whole time and using you for their own benefit and you find out about it a decade later and it's just devastating and it takes you nine to ten months to two years to recover from it. Anybody know what it's all about? And the Lord says bless them and forgive them. You have a way to transfer blessing in God's kingdom, okay? Yeah. The only reason why we're using a monetary system is because it's something we always all understand. But this realm is not just involved with a dollar. What do you do when there's no dollars? That's what right. do you do when all you have is five loaves and two fishes? That's right. You feed them. That's, right. That's what Jesus said. Now, so the dimension of faith that we're talking about here, what we're talking about is entering into that. Because, and, and he says, look, he said, I want you to be an inheritor. Now, would you say that it was a better decision for me to give the $275 away knowing what just happened, now that you understand what happened? Would you say that was a better decision? Or would you say it would have been better for me to give $27.50 away for Todd and take the rest of it and go ahead and pay my bills? Which was the better decision? Mm-hmm. Give it all. Now that you know the story on the other side, right? The better decision is always to obey the Lord. The best decision you'll ever make is to do whatever the Holy Spirit tells you to do. That's That's the best decision that you'll ever make. But I want to say this to you. He will challenge you like this. He's going to challenge you. And what I want... He's going to challenge you to pull somebody out of a wheelchair. He's going to challenge you. Right? I know you got that sort. He's going to challenge you. He's going to say, do some things. <laughs> I, I he's going to tell you to go, one guy, know, go lay a hand on a building and say, that building's mine for my business, and it was. He's going to challenge you to do things that's out of the ordinary. And you got to, the reason why you have to have an objective proof is because you got to know the Father so you can know, hey, that's him, I'm going to move out on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to challenge the relationships that are around you. And people will resist you in this area because many people cannot understand it, especially. And I would tell you, and I remember doing a Beth Moore Bible study with my wife. Beth Moore said, 
It's better to err on the side of faith than fear. Amen. If you're going to err, listen, it's better for you to go leap than it is to. It's better to go take a leap and and flat blow it. And I hey, I've done a lot of those. God said, crash and burn. Oh no, and everybody's like, see, I told you you're messed up. I'm like, no, get back up. His mercies are new every morning. I'm gonna try again. And that's what I want to encourage you about tonight. I want to encourage you in this realm that he's talking about here because listen, and I'll finish here, but you just finish, you'll see it. God made a promise to Abraham. He said, I'll bless you. He said, I'll multiply you. He said, I'll do this. And when he had patiently endured, he obtained a promise. For men swear by something greater and oath for confirmation to end all dispute. Thus, excuse me, God is showing something more abundantly to the heirs of promise. He, he makes his counsel immutable. He confirms it by an oath. So everything God says to you will come in this way. Promise, oath. And then you pull it out of heaven and bring it to earth. That is one of the other teachings, and I think I've exhausted myself with y'all tonight. But advanced pop, that's what it's about. The advanced school is promise, oath, pull. This is how you pull, this is how you bring heaven to earth. You God says something to you, give you a promise. Then he says, You enter into contract with me, oath. I've I've given my word on this. When you step out, I'm gonna be there for you. And you run to the edge, to the edge, to the edge, to the edge. It doesn't look like you're gonna see anything, and then all of a sudden, there's heaven. Mm. Waiting to deliver the goods. It'll be revelation. It'll be it'll come in three forms: prophet, priest, and king. The prophetic will come direction. The priestly will come protection and the kingly will come provision yes you got anything you want to say now it was good yeah it was good thank you Carol thank you thank you thank you Lord yes um yeah, I, I really want to encourage you. I know I know it's late, and I know that most of you didn't expect to stay this long, but I know it's important if you have a desire for this for this awakening. It's important that you get into God and learn His ways. Okay, we need that. You you can't you can't get this kind of teaching, you know, in a lot of different places, and. Most of the people that are doing the work for God are not on TV and radio. That's true. Understand? You need that moment with God. You need Emmanuel with you. Okay? Because that's what we need. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the message that we received. So we thank you for that. Thank you so much. So, Lord, we agree, and we agree with your purpose. God, we agree with your plan. We receive this message, although we may not understand it completely. But Lord, we look for the wisdom for you to give it to us. And Lord, we choose to say yes to faith. 
yes to the God faith. Yes to the faith of God. We say yes to the word of God. Yes to obedience of the Spirit. We allow your soul, your spirit to say yes. Just say yes. It's like you can, you, you can go in many different directions. You have a free will. You can say anything you want, and nobody's going to be there. But I want to encourage you to say yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. We say yes in Jesus' name. If you feel tired, that because I've seen this so many times, this kind of ministry will bring you to a place of tired. I'm going to tell you why. Because it, it was an upgrade happening inside your person. Amen. It, it, it's almost like, I've almost thought before to tell everybody, close your eyes and let's go off with the Lord and rest. Because this, those who rest are blessed. That's right. Amen. But when you receive this information, this transmission of the Holy Spirit into your soul, it will bring you to a place. You, re, you have to receive it with rest. Now, I've watched this happen so many times. And I asked the Lord, I said, What's happening? He said, I'm imprinting their soul with an upgrade. And, I, and I, I've asked him, and, and I, I've seen it. And if you literally, you, you will start to feel your stuff, uh, you know, like shutting down because you're basically going through like a software upgrade. And you're, you've got to sort of let the hardware is there, but the, uh, the information that you're receiving is upgrading your soul. And so I just want to encourage you tonight. I don't take offense to many of you closing your eyes because many of you in here, I was watching it happen. I'm like, oh, I know because many people stay up past 10 o'clock. Not everybody. I don't. Well, I do. But, you know, but what I'm saying is, is there's a there's a transmission happening that you're being basically reintegrated tonight. Rest well. Uh, sleep hard. You, hopefully you'll sleep hard. Uh, he gives his beloved rest. Wake up renewed in the morning. Get ready for Holy Ghost to take this software upgrade that he's implanting into your soul. The, the graft, he's grafting you with the Word of God. Take the upgrade and get ready because tomorrow you're positioned by the Father to engage in this realm. Um, that's my prayer and I know this from the Father he's told me this is what's happening in this room right now um, so just do this put your hands out we're, you know we close alright so because we're receivers that's what we are Lord I receive Lord I thank you for the completion on this tonight I pray you cover this meeting I pray in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Lord, not let one word fall to the ground, Lord. And I pray that the seed that's been implanted in our soul, yes, that is drafted in our soul, would not do anything but produce a great harvest. I thank you, God, tonight for all these harvest reapers. And I thank you for these land grabbers, Lord, that you receive the land and you receive the seed that God has promised you. In the name of Jesus, amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you.
Our eyes have been opened. 